Hey, hey, the knee pours back this week, full frontal, four roses. Hope you guys enjoy the show. Live, baby. Hey, welcome back to the Neeport Podcast. Nick is here. And Shalani is here. We're here with episode 61. Yeah, man. When uh, Chicago Beer Geeks and uh, the and uh, Afro Beer Chick come together, we're collectively known as the Neeport Podcast, where we always drink the good stuff and we focus on the beauty in the barrel. God damn it. We got a lot of taglines, don't we? <laughs> yeah, man. We probably need to <laughs> slim that down a little bit. Uh, four, four Roses episode this week, Shalanda. Um, how do we sound? We sound great. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, man. Uh, twenty twenty. Uh, small batch, limited release, barrel proof. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, we've got a. Uh, our I think our channel started with a Four Roses bottle. It initially started with Uncle Roses. Uh, Uncle Roses. Uncle Nearest. I mean Uncle Nearest shit. See? And we followed that up with the uh, yeah. with the the twenty nineteen version of this whiskey. It's a collection of their oldest whiskeys. Um, but the 2019 version happened to be their 130th anniversary bottle. There you go. Yeah. So it made for some really cool pictures. Mm-hmm. So um, we're going to sip on this. Um, we're going to talk about our adventures this past week. Mm-hmm. And um, we got a little single barrel OESK to balance things out. And they have. Yeah, man. So um, I don't really know where to begin, man. Uh, well, let's, um, <clears throat> let's talk about last week's adventures. Um, and then we'll lead up into what we're drinking, get into the tasting notes. Yeah, man. Um, a little bit, a little bit about this Four Roses, man. I just want to talk about what's in it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, the 2020 uh, LE Small Batch is a uh, two 12 years, uh, a 16 year, and a 19 year. Um, about an equal blend of all four of those. Yeah. Okay. Um, as you know, Four Roses has, uh, what, up to 10 recipes? Yes. Two yeast strains, uh, five mesh pills. Mm-hmm. And that's how you get all those super fancy, um, different nerdy uh, combinations. OESK. I'll read these off for you. Just a couple of them. OESK, OBSK are two of them. Okay. Yeah, I don't want to dive too deep into that. That's a little too heavy for me. You want to get all scientific? You know, I appreciate what they're able to do with mm-hmm. these. with these, uh, And it's super unique. And it's part of the appeal for a lot of people. Um, we think... Uh, that OESK single barrel, the 10-year, is is uh, pretty much a home run. It is. I mean, uh, the bottle is, we only have maybe less than one-fourth of it left. Yeah. I think uh, Four Roses single barrels are one of the best one of the best things you can do with your life when you're at a store. You see that? It's 10 years old. It's going to be money. Um, I, I think the high ride is where you want to be on those. So, Most definitely. Yeah. And it'll, it'll the, the script will be on there. Um, but yeah, man. Um, we're changing the format a little bit this week. So this week, uh, Shalon and I hit up a few spots yes. around town. You know, we always show love to, you know, the originators, you know, the top mm-hmm. selling bourbon brands in the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, this week we took a local approach to, to drinking for the first time in, in a long time, maybe ever. Yeah. On, on this channel. That's because we were able to catch <laughs> a place open, <laughs> which was you know, shocking. So I ride my bike by this motherfucker all the time, and they're never open. That's part of the issue. And we're talking about Chicago Stilling, the Stilling Company. Yeah, I'm glad we were able to catch up because it was a really cool spot. Um, I think they say they're only open like three days out the week, so that's probably why. You know, depending on when you're trying to catch them. Yeah, this is a this is an OG strip of um, uh, what they call Hipster Highway now. Mm-hmm. Uh, before everybody moved in, you know, um, 
I think there was like uh, a five, like I would say like a two block space mm-hmm. where, you know, it was Emporium, uh, which was a, a bar arcade, uh, Chicago Diner, Revolution Brewing, um, the East Room and uh, the Rattler, classic German spot. Mm-hmm. And, you know, anchoring that whole scene was Chicago Distilling Company. They're just as old as any 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 of those companies we just named it. Yeah, they said it had been around for like eight years. Yeah. Um, they're, I was looking, when I took a picture outside the building, it said established in 2010. Mm-hmm. And then we were talking to the boys and they said 2014, I think, is when they started really doing their thing. Mm-hmm. Um, family owned. Yeah, family owned. And then they have a American single malt series, mm-hmm. which is inspired by uh, classic beer styles. Yeah. So there's a, a stouted, there's a Belgian dark. It's a dunkel. There's a dunkel. Yes. And then there's another one. That's why we take pictures of this it's shit. It's like when bourbon meets beer. It's like both of our words yeah, and a crossover. Be- and a Belgian ale. Yeah. Very uh, innovation, if you will, mm-hmm. coming out of Logan Square. Um, what caught our attention was uh, the Blind Tiger, the four-year bourbon. Yeah. Um, the guy was from New Orleans, or and he let us try a few things. Well, Shalana tried everything. Yeah. You know, Nick was di- digging heavy into work, but um, I was... Over there tasting, I really enjoy, oh my God, the gin. So they have this barrel-aged uh, gin with a botanical essence. Oh, it's so good. It's so amazing. Um, tasted the four-year bourbon. And then I believe they also had, it was the Therai. Yeah, the blind, yeah. The, blind uh, bur- the blind tiger is a bourbon. Yeah. And it's also the name of their rye brand. Yeah. So this is a full-blown distillery that, you know, does every single style. And the cocktails are great. Yeah, man. I think uh, when you look on their board, and we posted pictures to our IG of this place, uh, signature cocktails, and then also like a section of specialty old fashions. Mm-hmm. You know, I think we both enjoyed the mole one. The mole one, it has a hint of a spice with a chocolate essence in it. Um, the even just the classic old fashioned is was made proper. Um, I also enjoyed the one that you had. I think that was one with the absinthe and the gin. Yeah, man. I was a corpse survivor. Yeah. Yeah, I was in a um yeah, I had a long week at work, so I just went straight for the absinthe drinks. You lush. Myself. <laughs> um, so I went with the corpse survivor. And then um what else did I go with here? Um Oh, here it is right here. Yeah. So I went with the stop waving at me. Yeah. I went with the uh the corpse reviver and I went with the Sazerac. Yeah. Those that's what I went with. So uh, both of those have absinthe in them. So that was cool. Well, shit, if we had two microphones, I wouldn't have to lean in, Shalanda. You know? You know, you wouldn't have to change my four guys. I'm just telling you what's going on. That's all. But back to the program. <laughs> you know, I hire a sound engineer. Chicago Distilling <laughs> Company, um, aside from the the, bear, the beer-inspired American single malt program, they had that classic trellis. You know, like it's like an upside-down wooden boat. In there, that bow trellis architecture, the architecture, I was going to say architecture, uh, that bow truss architecture where it's um, in the Chicago renaissance, if you will, of local breweries. Uh, it's a hallmark mm-hmm. trait that they all have. A, they all occupy these spaces that look like an upside down boat used to be in there. So, Oh, wow. Uh, so that's cool. You can name them all. I mean, you know, peace, you know, off color. Pipeworks, you know, all these places have the exact same stilo. So, mm-hmm. so that was cool. And then after that, we dipped across the street to the old East Room, which is now called Easy Does It, which is a um, very chill wine bar um, vibe. Yeah. 
uh, Pinky's Up Wine situation <laughs> right across the street. So we got out and we ventured to two different um, two different locations in the city. So that was fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going to pour a little bit more of this Four Roses uh, 20. Mm-hmm. I think we just kind of. I think we just kind of deducted that. Um, you know, it's we got a we got a bunch of blood oranges on the table, and you know, this four roses with a blood orange is just where you want to be. Yeah, it's know? it gives it like just it's amazing how this one fruit and it, and you don't even need very much of it. This one fruit get turns it into a cocktail. Like yeah. you don't need to add anything else. Just add one little piece of blood orange, and it's like it just opens up. Yeah, there's a very there's a very strong floral essence, you know. And then there's that you know it's there's a 19 year in it, so there's a, a ton of that, for lack of a better word, just um, the that familiar uh, that familiar extended aged like welcoming oak mm-hmm. presence, almost like like a sweet oak kind of thing, or like a really baked like a nice baked tart. Like a nice baked good. Mm-hmm. There's some. There's some of that going on. And, um, I'm gonna add one to mine. Right it's really nice. I honestly think out of all of out of all the crews that we drink, Four Roses is a crew that got me most excited about going to Kentucky. I think um, Michter's is the crew. I think they got the most accessible profile. You know how they go in the barrel a little bit smaller. I think they go in at like 103, right? Because the beauty is in the barrel. Yeah. So, you know, we drink a lot of Mictors, but I think it was the Four Roses, man. Um, the hospitality of the Four Roses crew. I think one year for Shalana's birthday, I took uh, her to uh, Sable. It's one of the top 50 bars in the country for hotels. I mean, for, for bourbon. Mm-hmm. Um, and one year, me and my homeboy, uh, we dished work to hang out at a uh, Al Young led Four Roses uh, master's class, basically, where they talked about the history of Four Roses. And um, the local Four Roses rep, you know, he was super nice. He had invited us. He invited me as a beer dude to this thing. And um, he was like, yo, you know, you need to come down. Shalana just uh, changed the, the mood lighting. It's, it went from red to bright ass. I'm, I'm going off, back to off, red. Off, off white in this bitch. Um, oh, God, you such a hater. But I think... That experience and understanding Four Roses really kind of changed the way I viewed them. And then I kind of wanted to go to Kentucky based off hanging out with them that one night. So that's my history of Four Roses. Um, I mean, when we went, I had a really good time. I mean, the campus was beautiful. And then I think what happens, what I really love about Four Roses is like everything you have is like consistently good. Like you don't have to think about it. It's so easy to enjoy and i look forward to these limited offerings even though the things that you can find on the shelf are always pretty good so um four roses is definitely my jam spanish california mission style architecture on the on the space when you go down there oh yeah, yeah. it's like an open campus although i will say this though they have a beautiful campus but make us smart kind of top theirs yeah there. That's my assessment. So, yeah, man. Um, I really, I really dig their stuff. Mm-hmm. I think the only, the only thing, the only thing I would say that that uh, the only critique I would have of Four Roses is that um, 
you know, a lot of their branding is very consistent to the point where it's hard to distinguish, you know, the special bottle from the mainline offering, you know? I definitely agree with that. I so, think, yeah, because you would definitely, if you're, first glance, you, if you just look at the bottle, you look, the small batch looks like the, the limited, you know, but you have to really look at the bottle um, to know what you're getting. Yeah. So that's, that's interesting. Where other, I think our other crews, you know, if you were having Hill, you were Jim Beam, you would just call, give it a whole different name. You know, you would call it Booker's. Although it's the same recipe as um, Knob Creek. They just want you to know it. Yeah. Like, this shit is four roses. Yeah. This is right. us. Yeah. <laughs> and so. I can't really knock that too much. You know, I, I, I feel it. I mean, I don't know. It's just, you want, if you're going to brand something, you want people to know it, it's that. So I guess they've worked so hard over the years to, to, to build the brand of four roses. So they want everything to be four roses. Yeah, um, this Four Roses introduction, maybe like five years ago now, uh, they gave us this really cool coffee table book, and it was called uh, The Return of a Whiskey Legend. So, you know, back in the day um, when Seagram's owned Four Roses, because they're owned by Kieran now, mm-hmm. but when Seagram's owned Four Roses, uh, Eagle Rare used to be made there, you know, before Buffalo Trace. A lot of people don't know that. So let's rank. What is your top Four Roses bourbon that you've had? Like, what, what tops everything else? You know, I think pound for pound, man, the small batch. You know, we've we've done two uh, feature stories on Four Roses on the website. You know, one is the the legend of Four Roses. The other one was the Four Roses collab with uh, with Brooklyn Brewing for mm-hmm. for Black Ops. And um, yeah, you know, it happened to be around Christmas. We go to the store. We get these cool little ice cubes shaped like roses. We get a small batch, which is there all year at $39 all day, mm-hmm. you know, and this is, um, you know, this is the one they used to age the beer in. And I was kind of blown away at how good it was for a year round offering. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, I kind of forgot how good this fucking thing is, you yeah. know? So I would say the small batch, just the OG small batch at like 90 proof or whatever it is, is probably my favorite one year round. Now, how does this one compare to the 2019 that we've had on the show before? Yeah. Four row small batch, 90 proof. Um, and you said, how does this one compare to the 2019 version of the limited that we've had on the show before? You know, all of these are universally respected as they should be. Right. You know, Mm -hmm. we throw a blood orange in this and it's party time. It's basically a cocktail ready to rock. Um, I think the 2019 was, and this one too, but more so the 2019 when it opened up, it became a little too fragrant for my taste. Mm -hmm. You know, like it's, uh, you know, you get 24 roses in front of you, you know, no, no pun intended. You get 24 roses in front of you, get a bouquet of flowers of any kind. You know, that's a very aggressive, that's a great, a very aggressive tone in some cases. Mm-hmm. So it's a little too much for me. You know, I think the aromatics are a little too perfumey for lack of a better word. Mm-hmm. Um, that was on the 2019. I think this 2020 is a lot better at, at keeping that in check where it's got a nice flow essence, but I'm really surrounded. I'm really in love with the this, this sweet. I want to say something other than sweet oak, but you know how you get something like if there were a wine and you smelled it, you'd be like, oh, this is going to be really tannic when I taste it. Just a big oak presence, but this a round, t- t- wonderful oak, extended oak age presence that I'm really into, you know, on now, this one. Now I'm going to try the OESK because we're at the very end of this bottle and um I'm going to add some blood on to it, see if it has the same vibe as the limited. 
Um, I really, really enjoyed this bottle, and I'm hate, and I hate that we're at the end of it, but <sighs> it is what it is at this point, right? Yeah, that was a um, that was a smokier. I think that one comes off a little bit smokier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one. I think that's why I think the orange will also be good in this because you know the the citrus would definitely balance it out. So we're gonna. I'm gonna see and I see. So while Shalanda's doing that, um, a little bit more about Four Roses, the brand. Um, Four Roses is in 50 countries around the world. Mm-hmm. Um, they were named Whiskey Magazine Icon Whiskey Distillery of the Year, uh, 2011, 12, 13, and 15. Mm-hmm. Um, the super premium black label is Japan only. Like we talked about, Four Roses produced uh, Eagle Rare up until the 90s. And then in the 90s, they sold that brand at Buffalo Trace. Um, it's one of the more unique distilleries on the trail because uh, everything's a single story warehouse. Right. So they can do up to uh, 480,000 barrels as their capacity. But it's all single story warehouses. You know, this works. Yeah. Yeah. You want to try it? Um, no, I got one right here. Oh, okay. Thank you, though. So It worked. I enjoy it. Yeah. It's like making a cocktail without having to put in the energy to make a cocktail. Like the things you would do to make an old fashioned. So the bitters, the shaking, the twisting of the orange, and some in some cases lighting the peel on fire. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? All the stirring. All those things are out. All this, all you have to do is just slice the orange, squeeze it a little slice of blood orange, squeeze it a little bit. Drop it in the bourbon, shake it around a couple of times, you know, and there you go. There's your cocktail. Yeah. Um, you want to, speaking of cocktails, you want to talk about your cocktail of the week this week? Oh, yes. I'm excited for this one. So right. this one is called King Curtis. Um, he was a, was it saxophone? Yeah. Tax saxophone. Played saxophone. Played saxophone. He was um, part of Aretha Franklin's band, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so this cocktail we used, I used the, the Whistle Pig Piggyback. I used two ounces of that. I muddled some pe- some fresh peppermint leaves with some pure cane sugar and some blood orange. And, oh my God, added uh, some peach liqueur and shake, shake, shake. And I strained and it came out amazing. So I'm looking forward to posting that one. I will have to say of all the cocktails that I've made, that's definitely my top three. Okay. Right on. Very cool. Yeah. And I would say, um, in closing, man, if you, if I think Four Roses, you're going to see it on the shelf when you go to these stores, um, do yourself a favor and dive headfirst into the Four Roses universe. You know, you can start with the yellow label. Um, I would say go to the small batch or small batch limited. That was just a $30 play. Mm-hmm. And then after that, go into the $64 play. That's a small batch limited. But then really take it against the baseline yellow label. You can never go wrong with Four Roses. Yeah. So um, it is one of my favorite brands. I think um, yeah, they're a big reason why I wanted to go to Kentucky in the first place because they were so nice. It's like the list that we need to make, like the top bourbons under $50. Top bourbons under $50? Mm-hmm. The obvious, The obvious choices would be... Um, Evan Williams white label. Yes, that's that's delicious. The white label for seventeen dollars. I mean, come on, now, seriously. It might, it might it might be the best 
value in bourbon. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a big fan of Old Granddad. That's because I enjoy the big spice note on an Old Granddad. That 114? Yeah, the 114. That, 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 that makes amazing. It's great by itself, but it makes amazing cocktails because the spice is just so heavy on it. Shit. Um, Rittenhouse Rye. At twenty dollars, mm-hmm. yeah, you know Buffalo Trace at twenty six, yeah, that's an eight, you know, that's an eight year old whiskey. What did we have? I think a couple episodes ago, we had I W Harper mm-hmm. against Buffalo Trace. I W Harper's fifteen years, Buffalo mm-hmm. Trace eight years old, twenty six dollars. Mm-hmm. So, so it goes to show you don't always have to chase the most expensive ones. You can get some easily, readily available um, bourbons under fifty dollars on the shelf, um, and they're just just as amazing as expensive ones. Yeah. So and then I would put um I would put four roses small batch on that list. Most definitely. Yeah. So four roses small batch, Evan Williams white label. Also, you know what? Buffalo now? Trace. Noah's Mill. Is Noah, Noah's Mills under fifty dollars? That's pretty yeah, good. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, and old granddad. Yeah, and old, old granddad. I do enjoy a good old Forester, the nineteen twenty one. More than um, more than old Forester one fourteen. I mean, old Forester one fourteen. I'm sorry, old granddad one fourteen. If I had to rank it, I'm going to say old granddad first. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So those are nice. Those are five nice offerings under. Yeah. Fifty bucks. Um, I think that's it, Shalon. Unless we got anything else. Well, that's it. Um, until next time, Nick, where can I find you individually? I'm on Twitter uh, at Nicosio. And you can catch me individually as Afrobitchick on all the social medias. And then you can catch us collectively at The Neeport and check out new episodes on all your favorite podcasting platforms. And until then, you guys, peace out. Peace out.